it's time for Ghosts and Friend Dogs! Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning! Live, 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 welcome to the redo. The Cox live, redo. redo. Man. Uh, I need to I need to address the elephant in the room. Address the elephant. <laughs> it's not an elephant. It's a pretty terrible <laughs> elephant sound. It's like is he trying to do an elephant sound? Cuz if he is, it's pretty bad. It's it sounded like <laughs> You know when you get your CD or or, or Blu-ray stuck <laughs> yeah. in the player and it makes that weird noise? That's that's what it sounded like. <laughs> or your uncle Jeff at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had a problem. And by we, I mean I. We recorded uh, episode stuff, and I guess my file just deleted or got corrupted. I don't know what happened, but it's gone. So, we are redoing. <laughs> we're redoing everything. Yep. All of it is we've being already, redone. We've done this all before. And, and we're just we're going now. It. We're just going through the motions. This is—it's not even going to be humor. This will be zero humor. This zero will be humor. two two grown men just going. It's like us making license plates on an assembly line now. Yep. We're just, just clank, bop, clank, bop, we're clank. We're in Detroit. Got in no Detroit. money. Got no, no money. families. No home. No family. No home. Just license plates. <laughs> just license plates. That sounds like a good song. I ain't <laughs> got no. I can't sing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're failing all the sounds today. Uh, I'm trying. I'm desperately trying to make up for the fact that that I screwed up bad. So you did. So uh, hold on. Let's try to retrack our steps. Literally, you missed nothing. Thankfully, what happened was nothing, and we have really easy stuff to talk about. So mm-hmm. right off the top here, we promised we would go watch Divergent. Divergent. And yeah. we also ended up getting the movie Rage. Rage. With Nicolas Cage. Cage Rage. It was fantastic. I feel like we also need to talk about Divergent in detail. Because that movie yeah. was bonkers. Yeah. So, Divergent. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. I love how you, we just brace ourselves. Like, okay, so, Divergent. <laughs> Divergent. It's a movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's not... It's not the greatest. It's not bad, but it's... Uh, no, it's bad. It's okay, it's bad. pretty it's bad. bad. But, you know, it's not the worst movie. It's, it's Harry Potter fan fiction is what it is. Yeah, it's Harry Potter fan fiction with lore behind it that doesn't make any sense in a realistic no sense. No sense. Okay, the world has ended. No clue why the world has ended. And in its place is the city of Chicago. Yeah. That is like the last bastion of man. Makes no Maybe, sense. yeah. Uh, why they'd pick Chicago? Who knows? It's because she wrote it here. That's like when uh, Dan Brown gets into like super detail about Italy. He's like, as Robert Langdon ran through the back streets of Milan, he thought to himself, "Wow, what a fantastic drink you can order at Frank's on Fifth Street. It's <laughs> only four ninety nine, and it reminded him of a better time like that." Like as he ran through a Rivadarci's bookshop with the bookcases on the right. Standing eight feet tall. 
He looked up and said, I wish I was eight feet tall, much like the Da Vinci's statue of Da Vinci. You know, something like that. <laughs> okay, I think they get it. <laughs> that went on way too long. <laughs> I think that might have been the first time Crendor jessied me. I he was like, yeah, no, they get it. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> they get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you were talking about anymore. Uh, anyway, so it's in Chicago, and for some reason in the post-apocalypse, in order to keep society going, they've divided it into five factions, which are basically the houses of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. You have the Gryffindor and the Slytherin and all those guys, except they're dauntless and... Uh, it's really the only one I remember the name of. Yeah, because they said it all the time. Um... The There's people the who only people. wore, yeah, the people who only wore gray. The lawyer people, the people that help everyone, the <sighs> science people. Yeah, the si- like there were five, and then there were these yeah. weird group of like outcast people that made no sense. Why you would you would need every member like of the human race mm-hmm. in order to keep your society going? And they're just, meh, you know what? Screw those people. Yeah. Why? Screw who knows. They don't, they don't need them in society. So we're told at the beginning that this is the way society runs, and it's very effective, and it's going to help them in the future. Our ma- our main girl is one of the this is it, oh god it is like take the 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 basic plot of Twilight where it's like a very plain girl is thrust into a world of intrigue and sexy vampires, and so <laughs> they're in love with her because she you know she's so she's so plainly beautiful yeah. like that kind of thing. This is. It is a plain girl from an even plainer cast in society that doesn't wear anything <laughs> yep. but gray, and they don't look at themselves in the mirror, and they don't have vanity and all that stuff. And then she chooses, essentially, or I guess it's thrust into this world of, like, big, buff, sexy dudes <laughs> who are just <laughs> no, like, but like, you'll never amount to anything, but God, are you hot. Like, what is going on? Like, even when they don't look at each other in the mirror... I was like, there's windows all over and water and, like, reflections and stuff. Like, they can just go over there. Like, if you're in a society that is like, we hate reflections and seeing yourself, they should, like, not have any of those things. Uh, you make good points. Good, crazy person yeah. points. <laughs> so, you finally meet. We're, 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 I think we're, like, seven minutes into this podcast, by the way. We haven't even gotten mm-hmm. past the first, like, <laughs> ten minutes of this movie. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, meet, you meet these groups for the first time. The day that everyone goes to take their test. Yeah. And in this world, you take a test when you reach a certain age. Who knows what age? 16, I guess, where you are chosen for whatever cast you're going to be. Yeah. You take a test that just determines all the things. But you don't have to follow it. Everything about you. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. So everyone's standing in line outside for this test. And, you know, the lawyers are all like, ugh, did you see that those peasants over there are just... Peasanting and the, you know everyone's everyone is a stereotype, right? Everyone. Hey, stereotype. don't talk about us peasanting. You're all over there lawyering. Yeah, and it, it's it's very ridiculous. And then all of a sudden, a train. How a train is running in the post-apocalypse? Why they would waste resources, <laughs> needed electricity to just run a train constantly? <laughs> I know a train that doesn't stop. By the way, it just runs constantly. So this, I mean, it's already an insane plot point. Mm-hmm. All these dauntless dudes just start jumping off the train. Yeah. Like little kids are just jumping, like woo, woo. Then, it like was at that parkour. point that I realized I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, like, oh god. 
It's like, do you see that they're showing how crazy and wild they are and how they love adventure? It's like they're no. jumping off a train. They're that is great. Dumb. She goes in. She goes into this testing facility, and Maggie Q, uh, aka the woman who Bruce Willis kicks down a elevator shaft in Die Hard, uh, <laughs> whatever that the fourth one is. Yeah. She is administering the test, and she's like all tatted out. Like, okay, so I'm gonna put you under, and whatever you see, just react or whatever. And then it gets bonkers. Okay, this is my favorite part. <laughs> so she goes. In, she's in the chair. And they're just like, boom, you're, a, you're in the test now. So she's in the test, and she wakes up in the test, and there's a, there's a thing of meat, and there's like a knife. And she's like, what's going on? And there's a dog, and this dog's running at her like, rawr, 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 rawr. and it's like, she doesn't know which one to choose, the meat or the knife. And obviously the meat is so you can throw it at the dog, and he stops, whatever, and then the knife is you kill it. But she doesn't do either one of them. She's and like, and can, can, we, can, we, can we point out, like, we get the premise here. The knife means, you know, if you fight back, you're probably a dauntless, right? Yeah. If you throw it meat, you probably are using some other different skill, right? Whatever, yeah. fine. But it's like, but I'd do the same. I'd be like, oh, I don't I'd know like, what to do. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I just run away. Yeah, no. Yeah. Agreed. So then the dog stops chasing her. It's just like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, a donkey. And then some little kid, like, version of her, I don't know, whatever, some little kid appears, and they're like, Wah! and the dog starts chasing them. And she's like, hey, stop that. So she starts chasing after the dog. And then all of a sudden, she just, like, falls through the world or whatever. <laughs> and that was, like, that was, like, the whole test. And then I was like, that's it? That, was, that wasn't even, like, David Lynch movie crazy. That was just, like, a really dumb test. And then she wakes up, and Maggie Q's all like, you got to get out of here. You can't stay. Uh, I'm just going to say like, that you're... What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm just going to say that you're one of the, the, the gray shirt people. Just go. Just go. She's what? like, what happened? What happened? She's like, you're divergent. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> which, which Krendor and I both agreed, like, if that's all it takes, we'd be divergent. Yeah, we'd that definitely be divergent. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. So, I mean, obviously, we are superior minds to all to all people. So, of course, now we discover that she is essentially the one of this world, and she's hold divergent on, until on, you realize. Hold on. Hold on. You, I was thinking about it. I was like, your whole life, the whole rest of your life and choice comes down to whether or not or what you do to a dog in, like, a dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Your whole, like, there's not even a. Part, like three part series of choices. It's just like, bam, what do you do with the dog? And that's it. What's what's so insane about that is the fact that it make it like the premise is like, oh, she's the one. She's the one who's gonna save them all, right? She's mm-hmm. different. Except there are like plenty of other divergent people. Yeah. It's a, it's such a big problem. They're actively trying to find them all. Yeah. So, so really, like, they make it out to be, like, she's this super special person. There's, like, divergence walking all around. It's, like, one yeah. in every 20 people. So, uh, uh, the premise is already wonky. But then, then, after you take this test, then they say, well, you have the choice to choose what you want to be. So, mm-hmm. really, the test is... It's, like, guidelines. Yeah. It, it's it, probably what they, you want to do. They say most people choose what the test tells them to be, but some people, they don't. And... They're the rebels. So she and her brother on, like, the choosing day, which is basically – so you already had the hat sorting day, right, from, yeah. from Harry Potter. And now they slit their palms and, like, put blood on rocks to – For no reason. Simulate their allegiance. They could just be like, yeah, no, I'm with that group. Yeah. But instead you just slit your palm because, you know, they're hardcore like that. 
And I'd throw rocks in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, that makes just as much sense. <laughs> Everyone in the city is there watching you do it, so you know no one's gonna be like, "Oh, that guy, he didn't slit his he didn't slit his palm. <laughs> he's not he's not in it." <laughs> the bro- the parents are from like the 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 people who take care of other people class, and so the brother becomes a lawyer guy, and she yeah. becomes a dauntless. But they're basically these city protectors. They're the guys who watch out for the city. They're the guys who take care of. Uh, the wall they're really protects dumb. them. He's ba- they're basically like the army. Like she yeah. joins the army. That's that's what happens here. And when she finally gets to the army base, which is by the way, they all have to jump back on the train. No, I'm sorry. They all have to climb scaffolding. <laughs> yeah. To get up to the rail tracks <laughs> to then jump on the train. Which mm-hmm. couldn't they just wait for that damn train to come by that hill they all jumped yeah, off of the first they time? Could. But whatever. They could do that, or they could just, you know, make it easier on themselves. They could just run through the streets of downtown Chicago, <laughs> all hooting and hollering like, woo, woo. It's. But I mean, it is downtown Chicago. You probably will die. <laughs> just saying. And so they climb the scaffolding, and they get on the train, and then they go to this, like, they have to jump off the train onto a roof. Mm-hmm. Why? Who knows? That's just how they do I it. I don't know. And then. They get to the roof to like this have this big test, like jump from the roof into this big hole. Oh yeah, the test is the test is administered go. by Macklemore. Yeah, Macklemore is given the test. Some, like some buffed dude up looks Macklemore. Like 38-year-old Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who's gonna jump? So now all these people that were just j- climbing shit and jumping on trains and jumping off trains were like, I don't want to jump in the hole. No, you get, God, no. You me? And so the girl who let's let's keep in mind, the girl who to this point has never done anything exciting in her life, who uh-huh. Up until like an hour ago, we had no knowledge that she knew how to climb. She could barely climb the scaffolding, yeah. right? She can't she even look af- at herself in the mirror. She's afraid to jump. Like she could, uh, Suddenly she's like, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, okay, like, sure. No, that's, that's such a dumb. There's got to be one guy that would have been like, like, who wants to do it? And she's like thinking about it. And then like crazy man Carl's just like, right? I'll do it. I love being crazy. Especially since, <laughs> especially <laughs> since some of them were born dauntless. Yeah. You have to imagine... They would be the first ones like, well, let's do this. But yeah. I, may, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was only the new people. No, yeah. no, because when they landed, they split everyone up. Yeah. What is going is on d- in this movie? <laughs> okay, so so anyway, oh my god, we are now 15 <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> we are, we are, maybe we are, we're 15 minutes into a podcast, and we're maybe 15 minutes into the movie. That's how freaking long. Because he spent five is. minutes talking about Arrivederci. <laughs> And then Robert Langdon ran past the, the Sistine Chapel, a place he had been many times. Oh, you and see? jumped into the hole. So anyway, um, now she's in this world of the Dauntless, and they're all soldiers and stuff. And, and that's when we see something that makes no sense. They're told right off the bat, based on these tests, the bottom-ranking ones of you, after you know this this couple weeks of training, will mm-hmm. be kicked out of Dauntless and basically go live. In the the weird outcast people area, which yeah. again, let me state, makes no sense. They can't go back to their yeah. former groups. They are outcast. Why? You were trying to rebuild society. Why would you make an underclass of people who are infinitely like homeless that yeah. are purposefully made homeless? And you have to take care of them. Like yeah, there's a whole other group. Their job is to just take care of those people. So it's you just freaking let them do nonsense. Stuff. Let them plant crops. Yeah, make them like you know, Oh, there's a farmer class. Like why not make them farmers? Yeah. If they're going to be homeless, put them to, like, 
that's it's it's a nonsense thing. So it makes no sense. They like, say like a Lord, or a, not Lord, Game of Thrones. They send them to the wall. They still have a purpose, even though they're outcasted. Right? Like it, it's it's insane. So <laughs> they're told here's what's gonna happen. The lower the ones who are lowest ranking, you're kicked out. You're gonna go be out in the wilderness or whatever and uh-huh. die. Everyone else, you'll either be sent to the wall or a city guard, or you'll you know you'll be a captain or you'll be a trainer or whatever. Then after this initial thing, in order to you know make themselves all tough, they go get tattoos because that's what I imagine a twenty year old girl who thinks tough tough is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They go to get a tattoo, and there of course is Maggie Q again. She is the dauntless tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. Here's my question: mm-hmm. In a world where the Dauntless are supposed to be the security for the entire remainder of the population. Why does this woman have time not only to be a test giver, but also a tattoo artist? I... What is her real job? What does she do? I don't know. Like, like, I don't know what she does. Like, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be on the wall? Our main character walks in. I don't remember this girl's name. That's how little I cared about her. She uh-huh. walks in, and she's like, oh, it's you again. And the girl's like, ugh. So, you decided on Dauntless, huh? <laughs> All right, sit down. Up on that point, she had just been chilling out in her tattoo parlor. Yeah. So, again, I simply ask, what is her role in society? Maybe she's There's a, a Dauntless lot of frib- person undercover. There's a lot. She was a Dauntless. She was in Dauntless. Oh, yeah. In the tattoo parlor in Dauntless. So, anyway, she gets a tattoo and it's three birds. The hardest, <laughs> the hardest <laughs> tattoo possible. <laughs> and... Of course, her instructor is like this hunky guy who is maybe 10 years older than her. Yeah. He's best friends with 38-year-old Macklemore, so I assume he's pretty old. <laughs> yeah. And 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 she, I think, is 16, maybe 15. Like, there's no way this girl is o- over 17. No way. No way. And they, he trains her, and she trains hard overnight. And he, like, gives her instructions, you know, like that weird hip-holding instruction. Basically, mm. half the movie is them training. And her yeah. becoming very, very good under the tutelage of this dude who, like, just wants to bang her. And mm. everyone gets jealous. And people, like, try to try to kill her because, you know, they don't want to be crazy homeless people. So, again, let me remind you. People are murdering people so they aren't <laughs> crazy homeless people out in the wilderness. Because in this society, that's an option. F them. Yep. Put them out with the crazy homeless people. It makes sense. It makes so much so, sense. So they're killing themselves. and Like, ugh. God damn it. So they take these tests. They take more tests to determine, like, <laughs> if they really are a divergent or a blong where they are. Oh, know. yes, because what's her fate? Kate, Kate Winslet uh, from Titanic is, is the bad guy, except she's, she's old in this movie. Yeah. And she's the bad guy, and she's like, I lead the lawyer classes, and we always tell the truth. Spoiler, <laughs> the truth is that they're trying to take over. And so they're trying to find divergence, and, yeah, it's poop. So they try to do this, and then there's more tests, and she's really good at the tests, which are just really dumb quests and boring. Speaking of those tests, though, they're based off your fears, so everyone's test is different. And they're all talking about how, like, one person was at bugs all over them and in their mouth and stuff, and hers was, like, birds and fire. Maybe <laughs> she just had really easy tests compared to everyone else. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone was like, wow, you can do that so quickly. I mean, running away from fire, not that hard. Much Harder to get bugs out of your mouth, I would assume. Uh, oh, oh, and she, of course, because she's divergent, can think outside the box. Apparently in yeah. this world, no one has cognitive thought. <laughs> Apparently not. There were never critical thinking questions on any exams they took when they were younger. None of that mm-hmm. happened. 
They're um, just all like, oh, I'm a, I d- can't believe I'm in a test and like can't realize it. It's like, wouldn't everybody be like, oh, yeah, I'm in a test if she can realize she's in a test? Like, are they I, a, who are knows? They that dumb? And, and oh, God. Like, she saw, like, they go on, like, a capture the flag thing and she beats up Macklemore in order to, you know, oh, there's a, there's, of course, there's a big, strong, like, uh, girl who's, like, 10 feet tall and she beats up on her all the time. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, in the end, she beats up on, like, she gets revenge. It's, look, it is every possible, I can't even talk about this movie anymore. So it angers to me to end. talk about it. Let me just get to the end. So, okay. there's, like, her mom rescues her. They start injecting people with serum. Oh, by the way, her mom, spoiler. Control was originally a Dauntless and still knows how to use all the weaponry and yeah. is very good with it. Okay, so her continue. mom's like, we're breaking out, let's go. She's like, boom, boom. And then her boyfriend guy is just like, oh, uh, no. The bad guys, the bad guys, the bad guys, we have, uh, God. Bad guys, the lawyer it. people, they're just like, we're going to take over. They yeah, go they, back. they inject people with mind-controlled drugs. Yeah, but it doesn't and, work on the divergent uh, people. So some guy's like, hey, why did the serum work on me? They just shoot him. They're like, he's a divergent. They're like, dun, dun, dun. So then... All things start happening. You get to oh, the end. Oh, and she does the thing like every comedy zombie movie does, where like a dude runs into a wave of zombies and he's like, <laughs> yes. uh, brains, and the zombies are like, mm, brains, and they just keep walking together. <laughs> yeah. She does that, except with these guys who are like, must kill all the gray-shirted people, and then she's like, oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, and then we get to the end part. Where they capture her boyfriend and everything, and she finds that they captured him, and the discs started skipping. Yes. the dis- Our discs started skipping. I think if you recall, I tweeted out how mad I was at Redbox because it was ruining our movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it didn't matter because Crendor accurately guessed everything that was happening everything. on the screen as it froze. <laughs> it was amazing. So then her boyfriend starts attacking her, and I was like, I bet he's going to be a divergent, and he's not actually attacking her. And that was true. And then it skipped to, like, the lady... The was it? Was was that true? Yeah. That I don't true. remember that. That happened because it skipped so hard. <laughs> and then we got to the what? lady who's wait, evil. Was, wait, is that true? Yeah. He was an divergent the entire time? Yeah. I thought he just got beat up by his dad a lot. No, he's a divergent too. Was he? Yeah, because the, the, yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's even worse. I almost thought the ending was just bad. Now it's terrible. <laughs> that was just <laughs> awful. Yeah. So then... Uh, they inject the lady that's all the evil leader with the serum so that they can convince her to, like, stop doing all the things she's doing, which I would just stabbed her in the head. Yeah, I was just, like, Agreed. stab her in the Agreed. head. Stab Agreed. her in the head, and then everything's over. Just but she stabbed her in like, the arm instead, and then injected her with the own, with the mind control serum, yeah, and, and, the, and, oh, God. And it's like, take that powers away from the soldiers by whatever and then they turn off the power <laughs> and all the soldiers you can are tell like how invested are we zombies? are in this movie and then they're just the lady gets away so obviously the evil lady is going to come back in the sequel dumb they could have just stabbed her in the head and then the it starts skipping again and it got to the end and they're all like we need to get out of here so they all start hopping on the train and she's like, come and on, guys, skips. get on the train. Then and it skips <laughs> again, and Krender is like, there's going to be someone left behind. they got to grab him. And the minute he says that, <laughs> there's a face of a guy reaching out going like, don't leave me. <laughs> so great. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just, it's like, yep, called that exactly. Mm-hmm. Divergent. And then it goes to that, like, that weird end thing that's like, we didn't stop them now, but they can't mess with me because I'm divergent, and I'll be back. And it's like, no, no, you don't deserve a sequel. Mm-hmm. That's and that's divergent. That's that's what we get. It's divergent. It's, we we look. We left out a lot because a lot of it was garbage. Yeah. Just gar- there's a subplot about a man beating his son. 
about how the 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 gray-shirted people are awful human beings, really. They just <laughs> don't care about any of the characters. None of them were like the, the only character who was likable was the asshole kid who kept picking on the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was basically he was basically Malfoy. He was like, so will you think you're gonna do something <laughs> stiff or whatever he called her? He's like, you're gonna die out here. Like, wow, these kids are so young and they're so mean to each other. Why? Yeah, I don't even know. This is dumb. Yeah, it was pretty ruthless. Not so even say like, they were filled with rage. Oh, speaking of rage. Mm-hmm. Speaking of rage, guys, that movie is a phenomenal work of art. I'm Brilliant just gonna say movie. I'm gonna say it is up there with the with Da Vinci's Mona Lisa. The same yep. Mona Lisa that Robert Langdon passed <laughs> every day. <laughs> On his way to the Sistine Chapel. So, uh, yeah, where do we start with this bad boy? All right. Nicolas Cage is in it. That's all you <laughs> need to know. All right. So, Nicolas Cage <laughs> is a former mob enforcer slash, like, gang member, question mark? Yep. And... He now leads a straight life. He's got a new wife. Who knows what happened to his old wife? I guess it doesn't matter for this story. He's got a new attractive wife. Yep. And um, his daughter is also gorgeous for some reason. Who knows? But she's, and, like, in high school and looks like she's 30. Oh, she yeah. She's that weird Hollywood version of high school. But yeah. And she talks like she's, um, oh, who's the girl from The Amazing Spider-Man? And, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't mm. remember her name. Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. Talks like her in that very forward and sort of flippant sometimes and always joking, like, voice tone. So Dad. she's really entertaining to watch. She's in the movie all of five minutes. Like, she's <laughs> really – she's one of the best parts of the movie, and she's in the first five minutes. Yep. So what happens is he goes out. Nicolas Cage goes out with uh, his wife to dinner with some business clients or whatever for his new job. His daughter is going to stay at home with two guys she knows, which I think is a little strange. Yeah. If I was a father, I'm not sure how I'd feel about my daughter spending the night with two guys. Yeah. But whatever. And they're like, we're just going to stay home and play video games. And he, Nick, Nick Cage goes up to one of the guys and is basically like, so you want to do my daughter? And the mm. guy's like, I think she's beautiful, sir. And he's like, here are some tips on how to do my daughter. <laughs> it's like, oh. Okay. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so while uh, he's out to dinner, Danny Glover shows up as like a <laughs> cop. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do all of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so, uh, I guess he knows his name. I don't know his name. Let's call him Rage. He's like, Rage. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Rage. <laughs> Something happened at home. I need you to come come quickly. And we discover that while I was out at dinner, the home was, was broken into, and the two boys are all beat up, and they're like, some masked men came, and they, they took your daughter, sir. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Right, like That kind of yeah. stuff. And Nick Cage goes full. Rage mode. Full rage like, mode. He's like, I need to find out who did this. So he goes and he finds uh, his two best friends who are basically stereotypes. You have tough, like, super fit, but maybe 65-year-old British guy. Yep. You have old, slightly fattening Hawaiian shirt <laughs> friend. And, yep. th- and they're, they're like, how can we help? We'll do whatever it takes. You helped us out in a fix and we'll help you, man. He's like, yeah. I can't give you any money. They're like, we don't want your money. There's old mob friends. We don't want to take your money. This is personal. So they go around town while Nick Cage has to keep up pretenses that he's not hunting him down because Danny Glover, the cop, is like, 
please don't go back to your old ways. I remember, you know, what you were like. Mm-hmm. Why they're friends, I have no, they don't explain any of that. They don't. And even his old boss, which is the actor who plays pretty much every Russian in every movie ever. Yeah. And he was he was the guy in the Call of Duty commercials that was like, I'll take over as as you while you play Call of Duty, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Except he's playing a southern dude, and I can't tell what his accent is, because it sounds like he still has a Russian voice. But he's going <laughs> like know. he's like, Don't do this, Frank. <laughs> you can't do this. Or whatever his name is. Hopefully it's Frank. Because that sounded Frank. that sounded great. And it so pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> that fake line of dialogue was pretty killer. Spot on. And he's like, don't go crazy. You know, don't seek revenge. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, his two friends are destroying the town. Yep. <laughs> They're roughing up homeless people. They're beating up drug dealers. Like, there's this one guy that they go to his um, crack den, I guess. Yep, the crack and den. And beat him up <laughs> and find his girlfriend, tie his girlfriend to a chair, and almost jump kick her out a window yep. for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, showed him. It's like, what'd that do? It did nothing. He know- No one knows anything. No one can. No one knows anything about it. So eventually they find her body. She was shot with a Russian-made gun. And that's when you learn that way back when Nicolas Cage and his two buddies uh, were basically at a in a war with the Russian mob. Yeah. And they hijacked this car filled with cash. And they let one guy live. And so they assume that's the guy who did it. And he did it for revenge. And they're like, why would he have done it so many years later? No one knew it was us. We had masks. Like, there's all these weird plot holes that make no sense. Yeah. Rage goes ragey. Goes rage, and destroys everyone. <laughs> Just starts murdering people left and right, and he goes insane. Like he, he and his wife become estranged, and and she's always crying. And he's like, "I've got to do this for her." And she's like, "Do what you have to do." And then later, she's like, "Why are you doing this?" He's like, "You said I had to do what I had to do, <laughs> right?" And yep. his friends are like, "You, well, you got to calm down, bro." Meanwhile, the Russian mob, who's led by another actor who's really famous, who always plays Russian guys. <laughs> yep. He is. He shows up, and so now the Russian mob's in on it, and a whole gang war breaks out, and vengeance is everywhere, and everyone's trying to murder everyone, and just gunfights and all sorts of crap. It's madness. And then Nicolas Cage goes crazy, basically, and mm-hmm. turns on his own friends. It's insane. And then the ending, which we will not spoil, is so bonkers. It's insane. It's next level crazy. Blows your mind. It Your was mind three, will it was, be blown. It, it was three in the morning, so our mind was probably very susceptible at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do remember vividly us being like, the what just happened? It was, I was like, I was half asleep at that point, but my body was keeping me awake, and it was still just like, wow. Mm-hmm. This is madness. It was this is rage. rage. It was rage. It makes it you was think rage. about life. It makes you think about life. It does. It really just, it changes your life. I, I I guess that I'm like, it's like we just did an entire podcast of just talking about those movies. I know it's on Netflix. Go watch it. Yeah. Um, we need to do something related to our original podcast premise, or else this is insane. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, oh okay okay. Now let's go to chapter number seven. Let's go. Crindor, Crindor, how's that drive out there? Traffic out there. It's pretty crazy today. We got some stuff going on. It's a Monday. Uh, people are all driving all around, so that's pretty fun. I see Martin Whitley down there. He's shaking hands with Nicolas Cage at his book signing. Uh, it appears he has a lot of rage from that movie he made. 
Uh, there's also David Hilbereth, and he's writing Divergent 2. He's going to be sued for copyright. Uh, that's all we got down there. Back to you. Thanks, Crendor. Uh, what's going on in the world of sports besides violence against women? Uh, people being yelled at for not doing stuff against it right. Here's the like thing. NFL I feel commissioner. like you should have just stopped. <laughs> I probably and like, uh, and then it stopped. <laughs> just, just said there it. There was bad. nothing. Nothing else has happened. <laughs> just, uh, here, uh, edit that. <laughs> I'll, I'll get, I'll get right on that. Okay. Uh, okay. And then what do we have? Weather. Weather today. Mm-hmm. Apple, Applebee, Texas. Did Probably you just type in Applebee's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Applebee's. We're gonna go to Applebee's. <laughs> we got uh, 88 degrees right now. 84 degrees tomorrow. 87, 87, 86, 85, 87, 90, 89. Hike. Hike. <laughs> Omaha. Omaha. <laughs> Red 42. Red okay, 42. So that's fantastic. Good job with the heat, Applebee's. Uh huh. Do we have any news stories? Do we have any? We don't have time for a news story, do we? Uh. We got two news stories. There's F it, I quit TV reporter Charlo Green quits live on air in spectacular fashion, or man desperate for iPhone 6 rents out girlfriend to fund Apple handset. Hello, second one. <laughs> what? We got, okay, so the new iPhone 6 is one coveted piece, but would you sell your girlfriend to buy one? The man in Shanghai offered to rent out his other half, reportedly to generate cash to buy Apple's latest gadget. He advertised the girlfriend share on a place card near the campus of Songjiang University with deals available by the hour, day or month. <laughs> Wait, in what capacity? A- it, like a sexual girlfriend? I have no idea, but it's the sign said sharing girlfriend for pocket money. 10 RMB, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Wait, hold on, who's his girlfriend? If I was his girlfriend, I'd be pissed off that, like, sharing girlfriend for pocket money? For pocket money. Well, one pound change, per I'll hour. Give you, I'll give you for a little bit. It's the equivalent of one pound an hour, five pounds for a day, and 50 pounds for a month. Wait, that's like 10 bucks. So for $10, <laughs> yeah. I can get his girlfriend for a day? <laughs> two days. Wait, but... <laughs> Ten dollars is probably two days. Five bucks. I don't. Like, that. But why? I don't know. I, there's a problem with this story. There is. This sounds like the, he's the a woman. Pimp. I want to know the women. The the woman's point of view. Yeah. I don't imagine she's too happy with this. No. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Actually, it's, the more I think about it, I I'm not sure he even has a girlfriend. I feel like she is just like a. She's been captured. And he's yeah, doing this. We need to go there and save her. Yeah. And it's look, like, if she wants to do it, go on a date. Yeah. If she's down with it, I will gladly pay 10 bucks for a date. But, like, he's taking the money from this. Oh, like, yeah. No, oh, whoa. Oh, well, then we'll take her on a date. And while we're on the date, we'll be like, what are you doing with this guy? Or you realize like, you, you, you want to get ma- free? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, no, we should be like, hey, look, if you're into this, why are you letting him make the money? You make the money. Yeah. Get out. Cancel out the middleman. This guy, he's using you to get an iPhone. Use your own money. You can get out of his house. You can go live your own life. This is what you're into. And if she's not into it, we free her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I just, I just don't, I don't understand. Like this, (laughs) besides, like it's the most douchey thing on every level. So, asshole rents out woman to other people on campus for quote unquote pocket change. Mm Mm-hmm. And then 
use it to buy an iPhone? <laughs> yeah. For himself? Yeah. I oh god, I want to find this girl and be like, oh honey, you can do so much better. Mmm, <laughs> honey. Mm, honey, what you can do, you do so that, much man? better. You mm. can do so much better, girl. <laughs> uh, oh, we gotta do the other story. What was the other one? A dude just quits live on air. Uh, this woman. KTVA reporter Charlo Green quit her job on live TV last night, outing herself as the owner of an Alaskan cannabis club and declaring F it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Woo! In a jaw-dropping twist to the end of a segment she was presenting, she said, Now everything you heard is why I, the actual owner of the Alaska Cannabis Club, will be dedicating all of my energy towards fighting for freedom and fairness, which begins with the legalizing of marijuana here in Alaska. And as for this job, well, that I have a choice, but F it, I quit. Do we have a picture of this woman? Yes. We have the... Oh, my God, I need to see this photo. Are you kidding me? That... (laughs) I love her. <laughs> love at first sight. She she wants her cannabis. <laughs> Dude, she's she's gorgeous. I'm in. I'm I in. I know. You're in. Mom, Daddy <laughs> you like. Found, you found another future ex-wife. Future ex-wife. The leader of the Alaskan cannabis. Look, she's from Alaska. Her standards are very low. <laughs> very low up there, eh? <laughs> and there's so few people in Alaska that the person <laughs> running the news segment is also the person who runs the cannabis club. <laughs> there's so few people to hold positions. They're like, uh, do you sell drugs? Yeah, okay, you can be on the news. <laughs> we won't even test you or anything. Yeah, just... I mean, yeah no. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Quit on air? <laughs> 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 yep, that's that's how we end that episode. Oh, I didn't get to talk about Maze Runner. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I'll go see Maze Runner then. Yeah, go see Maze Runner. We'll talk Our about it. Our podcast is slowly becoming just us seeing <laughs> movie reviews. What happened to us? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for watching and as always. Bye. I want some more chocolate. <laughs>